You're listening to AIB Market Talk, bringing you financial market insights from AIB's experts. Hello and welcome to our AIB Market Talk update. Today is Tuesday the 17th of January. My name is Cormac Canan from AIB Treasury and I'm joined by John Fahey, AIB Senior Economist, to discuss the latest market developments. Uh, morning, John. Uh, 2022 was uh, an interesting year from a financial markets perspective. Would you mind just giving us a quick recap? Yeah, interesting is, is one way to describe it. So uh, if we look back over the last 12 months, two things really stand out uh, from an economics and markets perspective. Uh, firstly, uh, in relation to inflation, you know, we saw it jump to its highest level in over 40 years. Uh, and on the back of that, then we saw a very sharp hike uh, in interest rates across uh, all the main central banks as they try to bring those price pressures uh, back under control. But if we were to reverse back uh, 12 months uh, and where we would have been back in January of, of 22, uh, you know, it was a completely different outlook for the year at that stage. Uh, you know, the general view was that inflation would be transitory. And also central banks were in fairly relaxed mood about the year ahead, uh, despite the jump they had seen in inflation uh, into the start of, of 22. In fact, we had the ECB out in the early part of last year, reassuring markets uh, that they did not anticipate having to raise rates at all in, in 22. So things have changed quite quickly in, in the space of 12 months. Uh, the war in Ukraine was a defining moment for last year, you know, brought huge, terrible suffering and destruction to the country and creating a humanitarian crisis. Uh, but it also caused major dislocation in global commodity markets, energy markets, food supplies in particular. Uh, so we saw further upward momentum uh, to inflationary pressures on the back of that. And we saw it above inflation, headline inflation above 11% in Europe and the UK and peak above 9% uh, in the US and, and core rates as well and move substantially higher. So on the back of that, uh, central banks, which had been relatively slow out of the blocks uh, to combat higher inflation, really got more aggressive towards the end of the year. And in fact, quarter four of last year, 75 basis points uh, hikes were the norm rather than the exception. So, you know, we had the Fed raising rates in a total last year by 425 basis points. We had the ECB by 250 and the Bank of England by 340. And a lot of that was concentrated uh, in the second half of the year. So, you know, that combination of higher inflation, big hike in interest rates uh, and slower growth was a, was a toxic mix uh, for markets in 22. And we saw that in the performance of equity markets. If you look at how Wall Street performed by the end of the year, the S&P 500, which is your major global benchmark index, uh, was down uh, j- just around 20% uh, for the year. So pretty substantial fall there. Thanks, John. Uh, looking to the year ahead, do you envisage the themes of last year remaining to the fore? Yeah, so those teams will be, uh, I suppose the big thing this year is the focus will be on recession risks. So inflation is obviously going to be still very much front and centre of focus on on what's going to happen from an interest rate perspective. But I think encompassing all that uh, will be uh, centred on recession risks for 2023. So we know that central banks are far from done uh, in terms of tightening monetary policy. Both the US Fed and and the ECB have given very clear guidance in in their meetings, their last meetings of last year in December, uh, that they felt uh, and believed that interest rates would have to rise considerably further in the first half of this year. Uh, And also that's by more than markets uh, are anticipating. So there's an increasing risk that these large increases in, in interest rates and the associated tightening of financial conditions on markets uh, and the backdrop of the fact that inflation is having huge issues uh, on real household incomes uh, could risk uh, many economies going into recession 
2023. So the OECD, as it looks at overall advanced economies, sees very little growth and it's estimating growth of, of less than 1% uh, this year. And, you know, if you look at the UK, the Bank of England expects a decline of 1% in, in UK GDP this year. Uh, and the consensus of, of, uh, is broadly in line uh, with this. The ECB is anticipating a short, shallow recession for the Eurozone, uh, while the US economy is anticipated to largely stagnate this year. So I think the focus this year while inflation and interest rates are key aspects of it, the overarching team this year is going to be centred on recession risks uh, over the next couple of months and, in, and through the year overall uh, in terms of the data uh, of all those three key economies. The UK looks the most challenging, but as I said, the ECB is anticipating a shallow recession uh, for the Eurozone and in the US you know, general forecast there for uh, stagnation, little to no growth in the US economy this year. So a much more challenging backdrop uh, in terms of economic growth rates and potential contraction this year. And that's probably likely to be, uh, you know, a key characteristic of 2023. Um, just moving to currency markets, um, we saw the US dollar hold the upper hand for most of last year. Uh, however, in the towards the end of the year, we, have, we saw the dollar depreciate circa down 10 cents. Um, at this stage, what is causing this uh, dollar depreciation? Well, if we if we first look at, as you referenced there, you know, for the first three quarters of last year, the dollar was very much, uh, you know, holding the, the forward in markets. And it really had a perfect storm of rising U.S. interest rates, uh, bond yields and a surge in commodity prices uh, supporting the dollar. And we saw, you know, by September time, uh, because the euro had its own issues uh, with the uh, war in Ukraine, obviously providing a helpful backdrop. And the fact that the ECB was much slower to increase interest rates than the Fed, you know, we saw euro dollar fall below parity and trade to a low of 0.95 uh, in terms of the euro dollar rate. Uh, but as you said there, kind of as we moved into the autumn time, we started to see the dollar uh, lose some momentum. And, and that was reflected in the fact that euro dollar did get back up uh, at parity. Uh, and then in the final two months of the year, we saw the euro dollar pair move back up into a 105 uh, to 106 uh, trading band. And really, uh, one of the uh, drivers behind that was the fact that, you know, all central banks started to uh, tighten policy much more aggressively in Q4. It wasn't just uh, the US Federal Reserve. You know, as I mentioned earlier, 75 base points rate hikes became the norm. Uh, and then at the same time, too, in terms of US inflation dynamics, it was one of the first of the major advanced economies uh, to start to see, see uh, some easing back uh, in uh headline and core inflation rates so that's combined to see some tempering of market expectations around the extent of further rate hikes uh, from the fed so on the back of that the dollar has given up some of those gains and you referenced there in the first two weeks of this year we've seen that trend continue with euro dollar uh, trade up towards uh, the 108 level uh, so we've seen you know some ground recovered for the euro against the dollar we've also seen it in sterling against the dollar too you know, from trading to a low earlier in the year of 104, uh, cable in terms of sterling against the dollar has got back up above the 120 threshold. Uh, and in the week just gone, we saw substantial moves in the yen on speculation. The Bank of Japan may be about to move away from its ultra accommodative monetary policy stance. So a lot of movement at the moment, but the general team has been in the last uh, couple of months of a little bit of a softer tone uh, to the dollar uh, reflective in, in, in those levels. Do you think this trend with the dollar will continue? Well, the softening trend has the potential, all right. If you look at, uh, you know, 
Where we're looking for the year ahead, as you said, recession risks are going to be key. But we do know from the guides we've got central banks is that, you know, further rate hikes in the first half of this year and put on hold uh, thereafter. And if you think of market expectations and what the guidance from the Fed is, generally speaking, U.S. rates uh, look to be on course to rise to around 5% this year uh, and remain there into 2024. So that should be supportive uh, of the dollar because those peak uh, in U.S. official rates, uh, given where the market expectations are, seem to be well above what's expected from either the Bank of England uh, or the European Central Bank. So that's to be uh, supportive of the dollar. When we look at it from a euro viewpoint, okay, the ECB's turned quite hawkish uh, and remain so on an aggressive path of rate tightening, given the communications we got from them uh, in December. So that should help to underpin the currency uh, over the coming months. But the extent of further upside for the euro against the dollar, you've got the war in Ukraine likely to remain a key risk. Eurozone economy faces real risk of recession this year. Uh, so given that challenging backdrop uh, and ongoing concerns over you know, EU energy supplies uh, as we move ahead and the continuing war in Ukraine, what we may see is the euro struggle to make any further significant gains against the dollar. So it could continue to, to edge higher, but given the pace of moves, uh, in the last couple of months, uh, we may see, not see that significant level of, of percentage increases from here on out. Uh, and really, you know, interest rates have been the key drivers of currencies uh, over the last year. Uh, so as we look ahead further then into second half of this year, into next year, from a dollar viewpoint, one important thing to come into play could be that, you know, if US rate cuts look like they're on the cards, so the market's anticipating that uh, towards the end of 2024, uh, then we could start to see the dollar lose some further ground uh, towards the end of the year. But in the near term, uh, you know, it's, we struggle to see the euro uh, having the potential for further significant gains. It can still continue to move higher, but the extent of those gains may be more modest compared to what we've seen uh, over the last two to three months because of the economic uh, backdrop for the eurozone and also the fact that the uncertainty over the war in Ukraine and the issue this year around EU energy supplies as we look over the next uh, 12 months. Thanks, John. Um, thank you for your insights and thanks to our customers for listening. To stay up to date on financial markets, please press the subscribe button to AAB's Market Talk wherever you get your podcasts. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. AIB NI is a trademark used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC. Authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC. Authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.